Get ready to peel back the layers of fruity goodness with It's Bananas, the podcast that acknowledges that life doesn't make a lick of sense, but licking fruit does. Join your host, Becky Onesta, the fruit maven, as she takes you on a tantalizing journey through the world of fruit, where pleasure, fun, joy, and connection await with each succulent bite. It's deep, it's delicious, and it's bananas. Hi everyone, welcome back to Snack Time here on It's Bananas. This is Becky, also known as the Fruit Maven. As always, today we're going to take a look at what's on my mind and what's on my table. Today, what's on my mind is loving what I love and why I find that so immensely confusing. So, I considered trying to bring my favorite fruit of all time onto this episode for the what's on my table section, but here is the thing. That's impossible, or nearly impossible? I don't know. I could maybe choose a top five fruits? Maybe? I definitely do not have an absolute favorite. If forced to answer the question, I probably could, but I also might change my mind a week later, so I'm going to avoid it. I am not ready to make such a big and intimate reveal. We are just getting to know each other. So instead, I thought I would go the exact opposite direction today in an effort to make even more room to love what I love by declaring quite loudly what I do not love. And that is easy. So today I bring you what has historically been my most hated fruit. I dislike this fruit more than even the papaya, which tastes fine, but let's just be honest, smells a little bit like vomit. I haven't had a durian yet for the record, so jury is still out on that fruit that really gets mixed reviews. But today is none of those tropical delights. Today's fruit is a very common fruit, beloved by nearly every human I have ever met with very few exceptions. The world does backflips over this fruit every summer. Today, I'm calling bullshit on the entire thing. This fruit to me feels like one of the biggest forms of government propaganda that has ever sullied our times. That is what I'm claiming. The world has been tricked into loving this fruit. For what purpose? I do not know. What is this villainous little charmer, you ask? Please take a deep breath before I announce it because I'm serious, I've gotten hate mail over my hate of this fruit. I have. (laughs) So prepare yourselves. It is the watermelon. I dislike watermelon so much that the last time I actually tasted this fruit was all the way back in 2009. And I only had it so that I could at least put one watermelon on Fruit Maven. I, um... I felt guilty that I didn't have like everyone, I don't know if it's everyone's favorite fruit, but people kind of go crazy over it in the summer. So at that time, I went out of my way to find a really unique heirloom variety, which is called the Moon and Stars Watermelon. It's a really cool looking melon, by the way. Uh, But this is what I had to say about in the flavor section at the time. I rated it pretty similarly to what I'm doing on this podcast. I said, I am declining to comment on the taste of this watermelon out of respect for watermelon lovers everywhere. I even tried to douse this fruit in liquor to make a watermelon martini, thinking I could promote it that way as a way to make it good. But alas, it still tasted like watermelon. Gross. 
end quote. (laughs) So today, I will be offering no such respect to watermelon lovers. I'm going to taste it again for the first time, I think, in 14 years, and I'm going to give you my honest feedback. And if I gag, I promise I will edit it out. (laughs) I also promise to have an open mind. I did try again to get a really unique variety that's known for tasting really, really good. So today I have what's called the Sunshine Seedless Watermelon. It's yellow. It's a really pretty yellow on the outside and rather than the normal green color, and it's pink on the inside. But we will get to that later, as you know. Before I do that, though, I'm going to keep complaining about this watermelon because things are already not off to a good start. So, okay, I purchased this, the smallest one I could get, which, because I don't want to have to eat it and I didn't want to waste it. Like you buy it by the pound, right? So it still ended up being over seven pounds, which is small for a watermelon to be sure. It's about the size of my, my actual head. Uh, but I, okay, so I'm leaving the store. I put the watermelon it, it was. It came in a paper bag, like it, it's a normal grocery store, okay, nothing exciting yet. It's in a paper bag with handles. I set the bag on the passenger seat next to me in the car, and I start driving away. The, I get on the freeway, I'm about five minutes into the trip, and while I am driving with my watermelon, a $15 watermelon, by the way, which I kind of resent, because I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna like it. Anyway, I'm still coming to terms with the price while I'm driving home, and the seatbelt alarm. <laughs> And my car starts going off because I don't know, like apparently it felt like we could safely leave the store without a seatbelt, but with a watermelon on the seat. But apparently at the five minute mark, things became completely urgent and the beeping alarm of my car starts going off and it will not turn off. I'm like turning up music to try to avoid it. It's like beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. It was horrific. I cannot figure out how to turn it off. So I'm like, okay, I'll move it. So I lean over, grab the bag, move the whole watermelon to the floor. So now there's nothing on the passenger seat. My car does not care about this. It's like, oh, there was something there. Now that thing is gone. Now we are in real danger because whoever was sitting on the seat has now disappeared. So it keeps beeping. So I have to actually pull off the freeway because I still have 10 minutes left on this drive and I can't endure this alarm. So I have to pull off the freeway, pull over to the side of the road, turn off the car completely to get it to stop I would okay so I should probably be mad at the car but I am not mad at the car I like my car I don't want to be mad at my car so I'm just gonna blame this whole audible debacle on the sunshine seedless watermelon there doesn't happen to be like a sound category for reviewing fruit but if there was this watermelon would get a zero out of five because it sets off alarms I feel like it is alarming. How much people love watermelons, how I have to endure them on the way home is alarming. It's gonna take a lot for this watermelon to dig itself out of this hole. The villainous auditory menace, the sunshine seedless watermelon is what is on my table today and we will get back to that soon. But first, let's dive into what's on my mind and loving what I love. Or said another way, Why can't I admit that I love fruit? So I was talking to a friend the other day, not about fruit, about swing dancing, which I also like to do. And she was asking how often I go and if I dress up in like outfits, you know, like classic outfits, and if I listen to jazz all the time. And I was like, oh no, I don't love swing dancing like that. I just go every now and then, like it's fun or whatever. 
And later, I was thinking about what I, the answer that I gave her. And the longer you listen to me talk on this podcast, you'll find that this is what I do. I have like an interesting conversation or I don't know, even a boring conversation or some sort of odd experience. And some part of it will continue to like marinate in my head while I try to work out whatever puzzle has been introduced to my mind. So in this case, I was curious that I had used the phrase like that. I don't like it like that. So when I first started writing as Fruit Maven, I wanted to find an area that was unique on the internet, which was kind of hard to do even then and considerably more so now. But I ended up landing on fruit. Specifically, I liked going to the farmer's market for sure. I liked finding the most obscure thing I could find. I've already always kind of naturally looked for new things to try. But at the same time, this was late 2000s, bucket lists were super popular, and I had just randomly seen one where the person wanted to try a thousand varieties of fruit. And I thought, well, I don't know if I can get to a thousand. That seems really crazy, but let's go for 250. And I'll write about my thoughts on the way. And then I realized I didn't really know which fruit I liked, and that became kind of fundamentally a part of my approach to the blog. And I did that for a couple of years. And after some time, people started saying to me, wow, you really love fruit. Wow, you're kind of obsessed with fruit, huh? And I kept thinking, well, no, (laughs) not really. This is just a thing I'm doing. I don't like fruit like that. I never really said that out loud because somehow I kind of understood that because I was writing about fruit every week, I ended up writing a children's book about fruit. Fruit was like arriving at from farms to my door. I was going to produce conventions. I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying any of that as some sort of fruit flex, which I don't even know is a fruit flex a thing. It makes it sound a little bit bigger than it was at the time. But my point is that all these things were happening around fruit. And in my heart and in my mind, I kept thinking, but I don't actually like fruit that much. I mean, not like that. Look, ultimately, there were a lot of factors in my life going on during this time. And I ended up losing my job. I got divorced. There really big things that are easy to point to as to why I ended up stopping writing on Fruit Maven. But also, and this was just as real of a factor to me, I was pushing a back against this idea that fruit was somehow my identity. Like all these other identities were kind of being taken away from me or I was actively letting them go, like wife, a certain type of success at work. We, I mean, we even lost our house at this particular time. And I didn't want fruit lover to be like the identity I was somehow left with, which looking back, to be honest, is a little bit odd because at the same time, all I really wanted to do was write and be creative and do my own thing and be my kid's mom and try to rebuild my life. I didn't really want to go back to a corporate job, which I had to do and I did. But There was this very real tension around who I wanted to be and what that looked like or what I thought it looked like and then how I felt inside. And I don't know, I didn't have the capacity to really sort any of that out yet. And I think it's really interesting to think about because looking back, fruit had a lot to do with me having any connection to who I was, any connection to myself at all. And let me be clear, I was also in therapy. I was getting help navigating a life that was fundamentally falling apart. I never, ever want to imply that just eating some fruit can solve any of the very big things that we go through. But also, I don't want to downplay the role that tasting fruit and checking in with myself had on me having like the wherewithal to do some of the things I had to do to rebuild that life at that time. 
a little later, I was looking for community and friendship and connection. I was looking for new hobbies. I tried all kinds of different things. And I remember I went to this board game club that met once a week. I liked board games. I was into it. I thought, oh, you know, it'd be something to do. It's easy. And then you can chit chat and stuff. Maybe I'll find friends. I went a few times and I remember thinking, I don't really like it the way these people like it. Again, this like this idea of like, I don't like it like that. The implied judgment being they like it too much. Like it's their whole personality. I mean, that's kind of a common phrase we use these days. Like, oh, it's her whole, she's made it her whole personality. So now fast forward to 2023 and it turns out I like Korean dramas like that. I like BTS like that. It wouldn't be a far stretch to say they are many times my whole personality. And I'm suddenly skeptical about my previous stance on fruit. And I wonder if it's just taken me a long time to drop the judgments and to learn to just love what I love without any caveats. I honestly resisted reopening anything related to fruit for a really long time, partly because I had this belief like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really love it. Um, And I wasn't clear on the parts that I did love, but I'm not altogether surprised that as I'm opening up more and more in the last year or two and inviting more joy and more connection in, that fruit has come dramatically back into the picture, partly because I realized how foundational it was, but partly because I love it. And I think I pushed back against fruit because it felt like another box that I was being put into. And at that time, I was trying so hard to get out of boxes that I felt trapped in. And I've wondered lately why it felt like that because it seemed like it seems like if I had understood that I could have it could have been a key to like really enjoying what I enjoy faster to enjoying my full life faster so here's what I think and then we'll get back to what's on my table we and I mean the collective we society we and anytime I use that I'm pretty much talking about the United States in the 21st century right now because that's where I live that's where I grew up Because I I live in this society, there are these unspoken rules about how much we're allowed to like or love something and what really liking something looks like. So if you really like it, you'll do X, Y, and Z. And if you don't do those things, well, then you you probably don't really like it that much or you don't like it like that. So let's take the world of BTS, which I'm familiar with. I hear people shy away from claiming to be ARMY, which is the name of the fandom. They might really, really like it, but they don't know if they like it enough to claim this name. And look, there's no rules about who gets to be ARMY and who doesn't, who gets to be a fan and who doesn't. That's not an actual thing. I mean, you can pay $20 to buy a card that says you're ARMY, which lets you get access to like pre-buying tickets and stuff. And anyone can do that, whether they like BTS or not. You can be ARMY and totally loved by... BTS and never buy that card. So everyone who wants to be a fan can be a fan in whatever way they want, full stop. But there's people who like are nervous or just like, I don't know if I can say this, or they feel embarrassed within groups of people who like it more. Like they don't like it somehow the way they're supposed to like it. There are these little cultures that we co-create, some spoken, some unspoken, and they can be helpful. Like let's say I make a group chat and I want to only send memes about one particular member. Well, that would be great to know because if I my version of loving something looks different than that, then I may not wanna be in that group chat. But that's something that's about consent, right? That's a saying like, here's what we're doing here. Do you want to do this or not? That's different than how we 
talk about, think about what we like, which has all these rules. So for, for decades, honestly, I think I had a set of rules, or my whole life, I guess, I had a set of rules around what it looks like to love something or to like something a lot. And even though you could argue very arguably say that writing a fruit blog for years, a fruit book, going to conventions, all counts as loving fruit. I knew I didn't love fruit that much, whatever that meant. I rarely sat down and just had a piece of fruit as a snack. I don't just eat it regularly, even now. So I fundamentally discounted all of it because what I actually love was the adventure of finding a fruit that was new to me and tasting it for the very first time and figuring out what I thought. What I actually loved was the connection to this thing, to myself. That's the part I loved then, and that's a part I love now. Do I like fruit? Of of course I do. But what I love, what I love is that tasting, that adventure, that curious part. I didn't realize this whole time that all the self-help books that I've been reading, and look, I love a good self-help book, don't get me wrong, but they were doing a lot less for me than what I was getting from the few minutes I was spending just tasting a kumquat I'd never had before. And I'm so sad that I held this idea for so long, that you can only like something in a certain way, that you can only express it in a certain way, that it only can be directed towards certain things at certain times. All of these rules are honestly just bullshit. They're made up and I want to unsubscribe. Look, I like, to be honest, I really like rules when they help me understand boundaries of a situation or expectations around behavior. Rules make me feel free. They make me feel like I can be myself because I can consent. But I don't want to follow rules anymore that are being sloppily written by a society that's not acting on my behalf. I just don't. So this is feeling a lot more like a rant today than I expected, but what I want to say is that I really love fruit. I love it like that. I love Korean dramas like that. I love being a mom like that. And I am fine with it. If at any point, any one or all of these things are my whole personality. If on my deathbed, my whole personality turns out to have been that I fully loved what I fully loved, and I let that be seen, What a great life I will have built. Truly, please let this be what my entire personality ends up being, my whole identity, that I love what I love. I just had to pause for a second because I got choked up because this matters to me. Um, I needed a minute to pull it together. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday who was very concerned that she was in love with something too much. It was consuming a good amount of her time. It's a very singular focus. It's a narrow niche. And uh, I vetted a few questions with her. Are you missing deadlines? Are you letting people down? Like, are you doing anything, you know, untoward? I don't actually know who uses the phrase untoward these days. (laughs) Apparently, I just turned into a very, very old person from a different generation. Anyway, and none none of those things were happening. In the end, I just told her that I felt like she was just enjoying something more than she felt like she was allowed to enjoy it. And look, it is very fucking uncomfortable to do that in this society that directly, indirectly, externally, internally 
is terrified of our joy for some reason. How does that make any sense? It's bananas. It is bananas. There's a good amount of content, which I love, out in the world of people supporting others. Just like when one person wins, we all win, right? Like just cheering for each other when we succeed. I just want to add to that narrative to cheer for each other when we do very ordinary things like liking something. It's a big deal in this world at this moment to really enjoy something in spite of everything that is going on in our personal lives and in our collective lives and in society. Let's be for it for ourselves and for those people around us. And then let's go one step further and not assume we know what that's about. Let's just ask questions about what people like, what they like about it, anything they want to tell us about this thing that has captivated their attention for however long. Let's be interested and rooting for each other's interest, liking, loving, and joy. So that's what's on my mind today. The main big reveal being that I love fruit except for the fruit I hate. (laughs) And I'm going to hate what I hate, which is watermelon. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to have an open mind. I'm going to see if this little yellow globe can turn the tides of watermelons for me. Everyone who loves watermelon, like settle down. It is going to be okay. Let us begin. All right. Starting with appearance of the sunshine seedless watermelon on my table it's kind of a wobbly oval sphere i guess it's not oblong like the um i mean it is a little bit but it's not really long like a normal watermelon because it's quite or i mean i say normal but like the ones you imagine in your mind right it's smaller it's more like the actual shape of a person's head truly uh it's got kind of a flat top and a flat bottom a bit It's bright yellow, like a sunny yellow with darker yellow kind of wonky stripes. Kind of, usually these are called tiger stripes on watermelons. This watermelon variety, by the way, has only been in the market the last couple of years. It comes from a Southern California farm that's been growing watermelons for a few decades. I don't want to name them because I do honestly don't want them to, it to reflect poorly on them at all. If in fact I don't, I still don't like this watermelon. So it's not their fault. (laughs) It's not. Um, The name itself doesn't have a big story. I can find just the connection between this really, really pretty yellow color and the sun. So I feel like it delivers on the sunshine moniker. The inside, I already pre-cut it. Uh, The inside is kind of a muted mm, pinkish red or like a salmon color. And it has tiny little seeds. It doesn't have a lot of them, but I'm going to be honest, it probably has a few more than I would expect from something claiming to be seedless. Supposedly the white ones are the ones you quote don't notice, but I know, like who isn't noticing this? I don't know. I guess if you just chomp into it, maybe you wouldn't notice, but I may be a more tentative biter of fruit. I don't know. I like some seeds. I've, I've liked previous ones already, like the ones in the dragon fruit. So maybe these are fine. I don't know. We shall see. And it doesn't have any of the big black seeds that, um is probably what quote-unquote counts as the seeded watermelons. These don't have those. So in that way, it is seedless. So this watermelon is very pretty. Outside is pretty. Inside is pretty. It it actually makes me happy to look at. I will say this definitely gets five out of five. See, I'm being fair. All right, let's give it a smell. 
aroma. It smells very watermelon, very watermelon. It, it's pretty strong actually, which I would describe as very sweet smelling with a little bit of a tangy note at the end. Not too much, just like a little tangy. Um, honestly though, things are already starting to go sideways. I do not love this smell that it, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. Look, fun fact, the smell of a watermelon is apparently really hard to replicate, which is why uh, watermelon flavored things like whatever candy, Jolly Ranchers, taste fundamentally different than an actual watermelon. I found an article in the LA Times that talks a bit about this. LA Times article, by the way, refers to the smell of a watermelon as the scent of summer, quote unquote. Sure, makes sense. The sun, it's refreshing. But then they go on to to quote this report by a company called Compound Interest out of England that describes one of the compounds in the watermelon that fundamentally makes it hard to replicate. I guess this compound like deteriorates quickly. It's a compound, I'm gonna read this word for word because I feel like they nailed it. It's a compound called ZZ36 non-adienyl, which is described as, and I quote, green, fatty, dry, cucumber, violet, leaf. Or here's a second option. I'm not 100% sure why we're getting options. Green, cucumber, melon, fatty, and vegetative. Or last, and this one's my favorite, green, cucumber, melon, fatty, and rindy with a hint of meat fat. Which description you use depends on whether you're referring specifically to the odor or to the flavor. (laughs) I feel like the people at Compound Interest might be my people. That said, (laughs) they do somewhat questionably refer to watermelon as nature's Viagra, and they don't really give any details about that, so I don't know if they're trustworthy or not. Nonetheless, it was quoted in LA Times, which presumably has been researched. So for me, it smells like a, a watermelon. Two out of five. All right, I have to taste it. I'm just going to bite into it. So I've cut it into a thing. I'm just going to do what other people do. No fork, no spoon. I'm just going for it. <sighs> okay, wish me luck. Oh my God. Okay. Um, first, I'll do, it's grainy. It's grainy. It's crisp. You have to chew for a really long time. Like, I don't want to have to chew for that long. Okay, look, I can be objective. Like, let's talk rationally about the texture. Okay, the, the texture of the fruit itself, the rind, neutral. It's smooth and it's hard, the outside, with a thin, um, a thin kind of white layer inside that protects the flesh. The inside, which I just bit into, and I'm just even needing to give myself a moment to be reasonable here so the inside is grainy that's clearly obviously from my disjointed raveling here is the part I do not love it is juicy it's not really dripping with juice the way that like a peach or a nectarine would but it is pretty juicy it does taste fairly fresh and by that I mean watery (laughs) watermelons are 92% water so it does taste pretty watery so it's got a weird for me, texture that's grainy slash almost mushy. This one is very fresh. There's nothing bad about this. It's not the kind of mushy where you're like, oh, this has gone bad. So it's grainy plus watery plus, and let me just borrow my notes here from our friends in England. 
green cucumber melon fatty rindy with a hint of meat fat. I feel like that nails it. I just feel like, yes, it's, it's that. I'm gonna take a deep breath. Okay, texture, it gets a two out of five. Taste, I'm giving it a one. Look, I'm just being honest. It's not, I don't get it. I don't get it. You can come into my DMs on on Instagram and make your case for watermelon, although I will probably laugh and just send you apple emojis. But if you want to do that, do it. I'm here for it. All right, let's get to my favorite part. Lickability. As I'm not going to, I'm really, I'm being honest here. I'm really not going to lick the outside because it's just smooth. There is no reason there's nothing interesting about the outside. So I'm just going to lick the inside. Okay. Licking this is completely boring. I can assure you there is no nature's Viagra within the lickability situation. It's not soft. It's not smooth. It's not bumpy. It's not even that juicy. Like I can taste a little bit of the juice, but it fundamentally tastes like water. So it tastes like nothing. Like there's nothing interesting. (laughs) They've ruined my favorite category. The watermelon has let me down. Like it had a real chance here, but no. Absolutely not. I'm giving it a two out of five. I would give it a lower score, but I'm going to save lower scores for fruit that maybe hurt to actually lick it. I I don't even know if that's a thing. What fruit might hurt? I do not know. But I feel like if it's just nothing, it gets a two or out of three. This one gets a two. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, jackfruit might hurt. It has a little bit of a glue-like substance. You have to think about it when you cut it if you interact with the wrong part. So maybe if I accidentally licked that, that might be a rough go of it. But anyway, we don't have jackfruit today. We might get to that someday. All right. Overall, I'm going to give the watermelon, the sunshine seedless watermelon, a two out of five. That is the fairest and most honest rating I can deliver. It's very pretty. It lacks completely in viagratic qualities. I don't know if that's a word, but it does. It's grainy and reminiscent of watery, grassy meat fat. There you have it. So today, in summary, (laughs) I have shocked the world, making headlines by admitting on my fruit podcast that I truly love fruit. And I still truly do not love watermelon. That's a wrap on this week's episode of It's Bananas. I hope you lean just a little further this week into loving what you love, whatever that may be. And until next time, I apple you. If you find It's Bananas appealing, it would mean a lot to me if you'd plant a seed of support by giving it a five-star rating and hitting that follow or subscribe button on the It's Bananas show page. Be a peach, share a favorite episode with a friend, and reach out to me on Instagram, at fruitmaven, all one word. Thank you.